0: the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and I know we had a bit of a week off, but here's the thing. I am trying very, very hard to practice what I preach. Preach seems like an odd word to use, but practice what I suggest to my clients and encourage, which is self-care and listening to your needs, and your body, and your mental health, and you know what, last week I had a zillion and one things on the go. You know you know those times where you just feel like the to-do list is never ending, and timelines all kind of converge, and isn't it often the case that we just try and do everything to the detriment of our own mental health? Well, I decided last week, no. No, there were certain things that could be moved, and certain things that couldn't, and the podcast could be moved, so yeah, that that's why last week, and um, I feel better for it, and I think you will feel better energy from this episode because I feel better for it. Anywho, all that to say, this week I'm so, so pleased to be uh, joined by my former manager, Lorelai Piotto. You know, it's been an interesting week for me because I in, in my current job I had a change of managers this week. Um, a phenomenal manager is, you know, moving on to a new opportunity. And then in this episode with Lorelei, I realized I've actually been, on the whole, incredibly lucky throughout my career uh, to have had some great managers. I've had a couple pretty terrible ones, um, but on the whole, I've had some incredible leaders and mentors who I've been able to work with, and Lorelei is one of the best. She she and I worked together in oil and gas. Uh, I was doing corporate social responsibility and, and she was our team lead for that. And she's definitely one of those leads that has faith in you as an adult that you can do your work. And yet at the same time, she's there to support you no matter what you need. And we kind of went separate ways a few years ago. I left that organization um during a downturn and and she stayed on for some time, but we stayed in touch and I'm so so glad we did. And then in twenty nineteen, Lorelei uh retired. Um and so I wanted to talk to her in this episode about what that transition is like. I know so many people, you know, I look at, you know, my dad or family members or whatnot where the transition to retirement can be a real challenge. Right? You spend the majority of your life in the working world and then and then what, right? And so because Lorelai is so fresh to it, you know, a couple years in and COVID being probably 75% of her retirement, I, re- I wanted to talk to her about what went into making the decision, the timeline associated with it, you know, financial considerations. Um, and it was such a fascinating conversation about how retirement isn't really just getting to a date, right? It's not only about having the money in the bank to you know, hand in your notice and quit your job. It's about so much more than that. And what do you want that time to be? Are you pulled to it? Are you pushed to it? It was such a great conversation in a, in a way about retirement that I've never thought of before. And you might be listening to this right now. Maybe you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s and you're like, Victoria, retirement is so far off. I can't even think about transitioning to it right now. And yet, I think you will get so much out of this episode because... There's a conversation we have about, about, about your purpose and your mission in life and how that goes far beyond the work that you do day to day and how that can really pull through as a, as a common thread throughout your personal life, your professional life, and into retirement. It, um, I had such a blast having this conversation with Lorelai. One other thing I want to say before we head into the episode is uh, give you an update on the book. <laughs> Stressless in 90 Days, Your Guide to Beat Burnout, Build Resilience, and Actually Enjoy Your Daily Life is so close to being published, everybody. I am unbelievably excited about this and yet super nervous all at the same time. I've got uh, proof copies of the print, uh, printed book arriving tomorrow. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I really hope it looks great oh, so many feelings going on. Anywho, the ebook is available for pre-order uh, on Amazon and Kobo and Barnes and Noble and all those places. So that's the only one that's available for pre-order right now. The audiobook has been submitted. We are waiting for approval from Audible. So on that note, the, for the first year, my audiobook is only going to be available through Audible. We could go into the whys and the wherefores and the hows, but let's just say it, it is much more beneficial for me for it to be in one place for the next year. So if you're interested in the audiobook, Audible will be the place to get that when it is live on November 1st. And then the printed copy will also be available on Amazon. I'm working on getting the printed copy available in other places right now, but for the moment, Amazon is the go-to. I also want your opinion. Uh, and maybe this is a something that you can share with me on social media, on Instagram, at Stressless Ladies. But one of the things that I'm toying with doing is having the printed book available directly through my website and doing packages where you could actually get a coaching session and the book together. Uh, and the coaching session would be at a, you know, a good discount because you're combining it with the book. If that's something you think you'd be interested in, uh, let me know. I mean, that could be the ebook as well. To be honest, it could be any variation of the book except the audiobook, because that will be exclusively through Audible. So you could directly buy the ebook or the printed book and get a coaching session directly through my website. Let me know what you think of that idea, because um, I haven't quite finalized or fleshed it out. This is the joy of actually launching this book: is that I get to do it however I want. Right. There's um, I mean, that comes with all the work associated with it. Right. And I've definitely been grateful to have had a lot of help from a lot of incredible individuals who all show up in the acknowledgement section of the book. But I've been I get to do this the way I want to do. And I look back now at, you know, many months ago now where I had an agent say, you know, unless you have 10,000 followers, like we love the concept, but we don't really we can't take a risk on you. And it's like, do you know what I get to take that chance on myself and I get to do this how I want to do it. So still finalizing that, November 1st is both ages away and not that far away, so so lots to figure out. If all this to say, if you're interested in reading the first chapter of the book, go to stresslessladies.com forward slash book and you can download the first chapter of Stressless in 90 days. Okay, without further ado, let's head into the episode with Lorelai. Again, I'm so, so honored uh, to have had her join me for this episode. Well, thank you, Lorelai, for joining me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. It's nice to, to talk to you. I know. It's so nice to connect across provinces. Across and- provinces zoom is a wonderful thing sometimes
1: it is it's been fantastic
0: Mm, right especially if you've got family overseas and and you know during isolation always handy so i wanted to chat to you as someone who's recently retired about this sort of major transition that that we will all make in our lives at some point um i wanted to set the stage to sort of start with a like what your working life tended to look like um like how long was your career how many years were you working were you the kind of person that was like counting the days to retirement because I know like a lot of people you know even once they hit 40 it's like when can I retire or were you happy to work for quite some time what was that like?
1: So I started my professional career a little late in life, actually. I uh, tossed around a bunch when I was younger, finally figured out that what I wanted to do is uh, be in professional communications and public relations. And so I went to college a little bit later in life. So my what I call my professional career uh, started in 1990, and I retired uh, in 2019. Um, So almost... 30 years in public relations and communications and marketing so uh, and I had a I had a great career and I worked in a lot of different industries Is one of the reasons that I chose that profession. Uh, So I worked in everything from agriculture to utilities to oil and gas, which is the career from which I retired, Uh, I was able to retire at 57. Through a lot of hard work and good financial planning, Um, but I honestly didn't think I'd ever be able to retire when I first, uh, you know, when I was floundering around as a bartender and, uh, you know, um, working in a stationary place and just couldn't figure out where I was going to go. I thought, well, I'm going to be one of those people who has to work until they die because... I'll never be able to save enough money. You know, sometimes it was a a choice between, okay, do I pay the phone bill this month and the rent bill, you know? So it wasn't something that was top of mind for me. And then when I got into my professional career, I loved it. So I wasn't necessarily thinking about, okay, when can I retire? When I actually started to think about it was when I got into my fifties and I thought, okay, well, you know, we need to start thinking about how we're going to plan for the future. And again, you know, we'd been working with financial planners for a while and uh, um, when I was, so my career in oil and gas was supposed to be global, right, that's so why I joined the company. And so I imagined a career around the world and that's really what I was going for. And my husband was very happy to come along and support me after so many years in his own industry. And uh, so we got as far as California And I did get to travel with the company in different places in the world, but really didn't get to have the career that I wanted to have. And so when oil prices um, started to crater in 2000, late 2013, 2014, I was informed that I'd be coming back to Calgary. And so here I was probably seven, eight years after I had gone off into the big oil and gas world there. And um, it was like I'd gone back in time. You know, I'd been working on digital social things, and I came back, and it's like, well, you know, we haven't looked at our website for about four years. And I thought, what? (laughs) This is not what I imagined for myself. And so I realized that at that point, I was not going to have the career that I had dreamed of. And so my husband and I had a heart to heart, and we just said, okay, let's go talk to the financial planners and say, how, how, what do we need to do? in order to retire? What are our next steps? And so that was the catalyst for me was that I realized that my career wasn't going to be what it was. And, you know, being the age I was, I wasn't really interested in starting something new. Not that I couldn't have, but I couldn't imagine what that would be.
0: So it's interesting because it's very much a case of like alignment to your values, right? Of like what was important to you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was exactly it.
0: I laugh because I was at that place. I was working with you at the time and I can only imagine what was going on in your head.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I had a po- poker face because you, you wouldn't did. believe what was going on in my head. No, <laughs> you
0: you definitely did. So as you were if the catalyst for moving into retirement was not having the kind of career that you wanted, um, you know, that ties into some sort of element of expectations. You had an expectation of what your career would be. It didn't end up being that way what was your expectation of what retirement would be?
1: Well, it's interesting because, and you will laugh at me because I actually had to to, um, do some sessions with a life coach to give myself permission to retire because I didn't think, I thought, well, who the heck do you think you are thinking about retirement at your age? And, you know, especially given how hard I had to work throughout my whole career, my professional career, and you know, all of the jobs that I had. And I literally had to uh, get some counseling to give myself permission to retire, first of all. Because when the financial planner said, well, you can retire, I was like, what? No, I'm not ready. Because we all think that it's the money, right? Like you have to have, what do we need to retire? And once you can achieve that, then it's like, well, I'm just gonna retire. And I didn't realize I wasn't mentally ready to retire. I wasn't emotionally ready to retire. And so I worked with a life coach who was she was absolutely amazing and essentially what I had to get to was not what I was retiring from, but what I was retiring to and I hadn't given that any thought because again I just had that financial goal in mind I didn't think about where do you want to live, Um, you open the door on the first day of retirement and what do you see I'm like I don't know. I don't know. So that was the work I had to do was to, to be able to visualize what that retirement looked like. And then, and you'll appreciate this, figuring out what the decision criteria were, right? Um, you know, we're not, I don't golf, I don't play tennis. Like I don't, those aren't my things. Um, so it's like, well, what are your things? Well, we love going to museums and we're like, we're city people. So the thought of retiring in Vernon was like, why would we do that? <laughs> we, don't, we don't do anything people in Vernon do. Um, so it was visualizing what retirement looked like and what I what we were retiring to, right? And and that's important to do as a couple as well.
0: And did it remind me, your retirements were pretty close together, right? Only a few months apart?
1: They were about a month apart. A month apart, yeah. Yes.
0: And and that did that line up well for your partner as well? Like it was a natural. Or was it nat- a natural timing for either of you? Or was it just the decision of this is the date?
1: It was a natural, a natural t- um, timing for him. He had uh, you know, a very um, long career in broadcasting. And so when we moved to California, he left broadcasting and, and came to be a, uh, an expat husband, really. And so when we moved back, you know, he had to go back to work. Um, we had to do all of these things that we hadn't planned, like, you know, get a mortgage again, because we'd already, you know, sold our house and, and um, not thinking we were coming back. So it really was taking a bunch of uh, steps backward. And so we were at that point, I think, um, in a place where we were like, okay, it's time, it's time for us to go, right? And he had done his bit in his career, he was happy with that and was looking forward to what was coming next.
0: So, so once you had figured out, this is when I opened the door to retirement, what I want it to be, you want it to be city life. Um, what
1: else did you want? What did you picture like an average day or week being like? Well, I had, um, again, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I think I ever got was very early in my professional career. And it ended up being a guiding light for me through a lot of the decisions I had to make both in my my professional life, but also in my personal life and in decision making for retiring. And so I had attended uh, very early in my career. I think I just, just got my first business cards, you know, and uh, I went to um, a luncheon, a professional development luncheon and the speaker Started out by um, saying, Okay, so you know, we're here, we're going to talk about um, the, the future of your profession and what you want your professional life to be. But she said, We're going to go through a little exercise. So she said, So pull out your business card. And I'm thinking, I will show this business card to everyone in this room, right? I was so excited to have it. She said, Okay, now, and I'm looking at it like Lorelai Pioto, communication specialist, Calgary General Hospital. She says, Flip it over. So I flip it over. I'm thinking, Well, this is dumb. There's nothing on the back. And she said, I want you to write what you want written on your tombstone. I'm thinking, this is the worst professional development event I've ever been to. We're starting with death. Like, that's terrible. And uh, anyway, so, you know, we dutifully do it. And I really did think about it um, because I was very serious. And I wrote on the back of that card that um, Lorelei made a positive difference. And that was my guiding light for. My career, you know, I ended up working in in an area of oil and gas where we were able to do a lot for local communities and nonprofit organizations and that really fed my values as well as meeting business objectives that that we were trying to meet. Um, I've been a serial volunteer my whole life. Um, I had a best friend years ago who used to say to me, you'll just volunteer, you just stick your hand up anytime you think that there's an opportunity to volunteer. Cause I loved being involved in things and meeting new people. And so when I thought about what does retirement look like, it was about that. It was about how now can I be of service? How now can I make a positive difference? And so I tried to marry that with my passion, which is around animals and particularly dogs. And so uh, one of the first things I did when I retired was I went and got myself and my dog certified as pals therapy um, visitors so we it's not the same as a service dog, um, but we would visit schools and hospitals and seniors and and the the joy that that brought them and then subsequently brought me was incredible Um, so without getting into all of the things I volunteer for that's what I knew I was going to do was volunteer we also um, really wanted to travel and so we started we went on a uh, uh, river cruise in Europe which was beautiful we spent our anniversary in the cities of Chicago which is a fantastic city and then the thing that shall not be named happened and uh, the world shut down and so we haven't really well we have not been able to travel but it's still Um, something that we're planning to do and actually uh, going to sit down and plan out some trips so when things open up again we've got it all figured out.
0: I love that because I think yeah so many people wait to take these big trips until they retire and they have the time and then you know if you're retiring 2019 and March 2020 hits I imagine that there's maybe a moment of
1: like, oh, come on. <laughs> there was exactly that moment. Yeah. There really was. And uh, and it, did. it just seemed, you know, first of all, first world problems, they seemed grossly unfair that we couldn't mm-hmm. travel. And then when the magnitude of the situation hit, we didn't even want to leave our homes. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So what does retirement during COVID look like? Is it the same? Is it just an adjusted version of volunteering or how have, what have you done to make it feel
1: fulfilling? I don't know, yes. you know? So, yeah, I mean, yes, I've continued to do the volunteering that we that I was able to do, right? There were some restrictions on things. Obviously we weren't visiting uh, long-term care facilities or schools because they weren't open. Um, but I did continue to do the things that I could do, which was, you know, uh, fulfilling for me. Um, and then, you know, I've you know me, I can find a million things to do, right? So it was COVID cleaning in which I miraculously found a box of Christmas decorations that I've been missing for six years. So winning, right? Um, And so, yeah, we just found things to do. We would take um, just short little trips. Um, You know, we live in a beautiful part of the world, so we could still get out and see and do things. And the nice thing is we could do it during the week, right? Um, So, you know, we just you just adjust you have to be flexible and um, uh, my husband had uh, back surgery um, during that time as well so uh, honestly it sort of worked out well for us in the sense that we hadn't made all these big plans and then had to stop because of, of health concerns but it is something to think about in retirement you can have all these plans but you still like in in life you have to be flexible because anything can happen you know whether you're working or you're retired When you hear so many people,
0: so many stories of people who wait to do these things until they retire, and then they get sick, or some major thing happens. And it's like, there's that balance of getting to experience things throughout your working life, and saving some for retirement, but not putting
1: all your eggs in that basket, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and that was part of the the Uh, opportunity I saw for us is that, you know, we were younger than the, the average retirement age of 65. And I thought, you know, I want to be able to climb the mountains and go on the walks and row the boat and do all of those things and not wait until, you know, we had to be more concerned about where the healthcare facility was than what we were actually doing.
0: Yeah. Is routine
1: important to you? I didn't think it was, you know, for the first little while, I was like, ha, it's 10 o'clock and I'm still in my pajamas. Right. (laughs) Um, And so I didn't think it was. And then I started to get in a place where I was like, oh, my God, when did I have a shower? When did I have a shower? (laughs) So um, thankfully, it wasn't a long time, but I completely like time became so fluid that I just felt like I was drifting and I am a person who through my whole life had structure and routine except on the weekends. So now this is one big long weekend. And um, so that lasted for a little while. And then I, I still do not set an alarm unless I absolutely have to. And you're going to hate me, I think. And any young mom who is listening to this is going to hate me, but I managed to get eight to 10 hours of sleep every night. It is glorious. I am so grateful do it is all i have to say for sure. Yeah. But um i do have a routine. You know, it's not a solid between like from, you know, 8 to 8:30 i'm doing this, but this is i kind of have um i guess sort of sections of the day. So in the afternoon, I know I have to take the dog to the vet. So in the morning, I can be a little more fluid. But there are things I do every morning, I do my stretching every morning, I get um, a bit of a workout in, I um, read the news, I've never been more politically and and public affairs aware um, uh, in my working life than I am now, because I can sit and actually read a newspaper or read, you know, a bunch of different perspectives online. Is that a blessing or a curse? <laughs> Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> but yeah. so, and it's good for me. It's that mental awareness, and through my whole whole uh, professional career, being aware of current events was mandatory. It wasn't an option, and so and it's still something that I find interesting. I like to know what's going on in the world and locally.
0: So, one, what's been the biggest challenge then adjusting to retirement? It sounds like there's so many very positive things that have come, but were there any challenges?
1: Having been part of a really strong culture for almost 20 years um, at the oil and gas company, I found it very difficult not to be around a, a team of people who all had sort of like, a, not the same mindset, but almost like they came, we all came from the same tribe, if you will. And losing that tribe, not having that connection was a big adjustment. And it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. In fact, just recently, I stopped having dreams about where I used to work. And I've been retired for two years, 147 days and counting. And yes, there's an app for that. (laughs) So I miss the tribe, I miss the connection with people. And, you know, I I keep in touch with people, um, because we became friends. But of course, all I want to do is hear about what they're doing at work. And all they want to do is talk about not work. Right, so so losing that tribe was really um, um, uh, important. It was an important moment for me to go. Okay, I need to be part of a different tribe. Right, I need to find another group of people with similar values whom I spend time with. Um, And uh, but I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I mean, I you know love the people I worked with, and you're like, yeah, okay, great to see you. I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And then you don't people get busy. You're not in people's um, line of vision anymore, right? Just passing someone in a hall or anything. Uh, So that was the biggest change for me. So I would say, you know, if I have any advice, which I do have some, but one of them is to make sure that you have, if you're part of a really strong team or part of a really strong culture, just be aware that you may want to look for that um, in another group of people. I mean, it could be, you know, uh, a book club, right? It could be a group of ladies who you go to Pilates with, but just, you know, realize that you may need to um, find that tribe, that group of people who uh, you really want to spend time with.
0: It's really interesting because I'm. what's coming to mind for me is what this is going to be like for folks my age who will be retiring in 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it is, because my generation is less in a in a job for 10 to 20 years like we tend to move every three to five years so I wonder if it will be as strong you know if you have the time to build that culture or if later in your career I'm just very curious about what this is going to look like well you'll have to let me know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah no interesting and I think, I think it's also a big struggle for many people because they tie so much of their self-worth to their professional career and the, the value that they provide in the workplace. Was that ever something that you struggled with or, or what advice do you have for others who truly do feel work is who they are?
1: I would say don't make that leap if you're not ready. If you don't know what you're retiring to, Instead of focused on what you're retiring from, don't do it. You're not ready. Um, I think going back to that great piece of advice I got, I never really um, my worth was tied up in the she made a positive difference, not in the do I work for a Fortune five company or you know I'm part of a high performing team. It was always about um, my mission. What do I want on my and and, and that was the whole point of the exercise that exercise business card exercise was that's your mission that is your personal mission statement and that will be your guiding light and of course you know I thought really she was absolutely right I wish I could remember who she was I would (laughs) reach out and thank her so I think um, my worth was not tied up in that it was tied up in the value of making a positive difference whether that was through work through volunteering through being a good friend so I would say you know we work and we we choose our work or our careers because there's some value statement there for you and as a coach you know right what are those values there has to be in a value and alignment with your values and your work how would you transcend work with those values what would that look like if you weren't doing what you were doing right this minute right
0: you kind of looped this in at the very beginning that, you know, it was good financial planning that that got you to the situation, but that you were also, did you say you were in your 30s and you hadn't, like, this is when you started your yes. you know, professional career? You didn't think yeah. you were going to be able to retire? So no. what what did that financial, like, what was the key piece or top piece of a fi- financial planning advice that got you
1: to be able to retire when you did? to talk to a professional financial planner. I always had it in my head that you had to have a certain amount of worth, like net worth, not, not personal worth, but like money worth, um, to be able to talk to a financial planner. That is not the case. And I think that um, wherever you are at any stage in your life, um, if you're young, you're starting out, or you know, in your situation, Um, where you have one parent staying at home, one parent working, you have two young kids, you're thinking, ah, I'll think about it later. Don't, because the financial plan you put in place now are the building blocks for the future. And so even if it's the, um, what was the name of that book? Um, Anyway, the whole idea was um, you put 10% of your, your salary away and just like, it just comes off your check. You don't look at it, right? I forget what the name of it was. Is it it the was, wealthy barber. No, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the wealthy barber. Maybe. I was thinking rich dad, poor dad, but I don't know why I would have read that book. So maybe. no,
0: <laughs> or there's a thinking grow rich,
1: something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Many books out there, many books out there, but because, um, uh, you know, I, I did have a bit of a saving mindset, um, mostly because I worked in accounts receivable early in my career and saw what happened when you had bad credit. Right. So I, uh, I was a bit of a savior. And even if it was like $20, at least I felt like I had some control over my future, um, wealth, if you will. And wealth doesn't have to be like, there's no number, you know, when you talk to a financial planner, it could be, look, start putting $25 away into an education fund or into a, an RRSP or whatever, because um, it is really those small things that you do regularly that will actually get you to your goals sooner. Instead of waiting until okay, the kids are now teenagers, now we need to think about it. It's kind of like, well, you you lost a lot of time there. Uh, one of the reasons we were also be able to, we were also able to retire early is because we don't have children. <laughs> So we had, and and I, you know, I'm not saying you don't have children. What I'm saying is, um, we didn't have that extra um, important uh, uh, piece that we needed to think about and plan. The big for. expense. <laughs> They're <expensive>. Well, the <laughs> big expense. They are expensive. They are. Um, however, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you can't. It's like, well, I have two kids. I'm never going to retire. That's not necessarily the case, right? So just believing that um, wherever you are take the time talk to a financial planner every bank has one um if you don't trust your bank because they do try and and skew you towards their products but there are independent ones make that investment because it's it's not just about your financial plan it's about everything you know your um wills personal directives finances everything uh, and it is a really good thing to do earlier in life so long story short, talking to a financial planner and, and believing that the little bit that I could do at that point in my life was going to make a difference down the road. And it did.
0: And isn't that the truth for everything, right? Just doing a little bit consistently, whether it's your habits, whether it's financial planning, whether it's working on your career, like it just makes, it it gets you further than you think it might.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Before we move into the final five questions, I ask all my guests, is there any
1: last thing you want to say on like aha moments of retirement? So I did say I had a little bit of advice because I did do quite a bit of thinking about this. Um, And so I've said it before. And I think this is, and I just had this conversation with a friend of mine who retired from nursing 35 years of nursing yesterday. And when she was thinking about retiring she said, you know, I, I don't know what to do. And so I said, my advice to her, first of all, was um, figure out what you're retiring to, not what you're retiring from. I can't imagine being a nurse today. I really can't. And so it was pretty easy for her after 35 years to make the decision that she was ready to retire. She had no idea what she was retiring to. And so we spent some time with her. And it depends who you are. You can do a vision board. You can write it out. Like I opened the door, you know, on day one of retirement and what am I looking at, right? Are you looking at the ocean, the lake? It just helps you visualize what's go, what's ahead of you, not what was behind you. Um, having a vision, right? Where are you going to live? Um, what are your criteria? So we t- talked a little bit about, well, if you've never lived in Okanagan, are you sure you wanna just pick up and move there, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't, I mean, go for it right if you're just gonna you know rent a place and and be gypsies there's nothing wrong with that either but know what you're going to do um and what are the decision criteria do you want to be close to a major airport do you need to be close to family are you um are you moving to someone right to be with your kids or your grandkids whatever um and then i think honor yourself so if you're a person who needs routine just know that about yourself like sure have the you know the whatever two month holiday that I had that you don't even know whether you had a shower or not. Um, but if you need that routine, don't be afraid to, to continue to have it. If you are someone who needs to get up at six o'clock in the morning, do it, right? There's nothing about retirement that says you have to change everything. Um, and if you don't, don't be afraid to ditch the routine. You know, um, I think that's what it's about. I, I think all of us can identify with a vacation we've been on where we've completely lost track of time and we were fine. We didn't need something to do, right? We didn't need to, um, our worth didn't come from just being busy, right? It was just enjoying where you were and being in that moment. And then I think the last thing is just to enjoy, enjoy life. Don't wait if you can, if you can at all, don't wait to do all of these things in retirement, right? Because you, as you said, you never know what's going to happen. So if you've always wanted to go around the world for a year or three months or whatever, don't wait until you retire to do it. Try and do these things. And, you know, there are strategies in place for you to be able to do that. Um, and just, I think, embrace the journey. It's, it's not going to be, uh, um, smooth or easy necessarily anything can happen just like it does in life but just have that flexibility and um just be prepared to to embrace whatever comes along
0: i love that such solid advice and i think yeah that what are you retiring to or what is that next move so many of us i think just think well I'll, it'll just be great to be done work or not so it's but having that next step to make the transition easier i think that's fantastic so The final five questions. Um, What are some of the things or the projects that get you fired up in a good way?
1: Um, So travel. Dogs. Anything to do with dogs. I'm learning a lot about dogs and um, dog behavior and enrichment and helping dogs who, you know, maybe don't have the best start um, become somebody's forever pet. Um, I'd say friends, family, food, wine. All of those things get me fired up in a good way. That sounds awesome. (laughs) What's the most inspiring book you've read in the past few years? Um, I'm just about finished um, Barack Obama's memoir, first book. That guy is a big thinker. Oh, my goodness. And what I love about it, and I also read Michelle's um, memoirs who came out first, the things that I loved about what they were talking about was the ability of every person to be able to affect positive change. And and it's true, you know? I mean, we just had a federal election where I just said to my husband this morning, these poor people who were in line uh, waiting to vote. And, you know, if they're looking at their phones to see what the results are looking like, how many of them left? Because they're like, well, the election has already been decided, right? You do have the ability to affect change as an individual, it might be hard work, it might be standing in long lines, but you do have that ability. So that's been really inspiring for me. Conversely, the other books that have really um, just bring joy to my life are kids books. So I'm the auntie that, you know, buys the kids books, because I have no idea what children like, because I don't have any. And so some of the books that I've picked out for my nephews, are absolutely amazing. So um, there's a, an author uh, named Alicia Ortego, who writes books called, and the titles are so fabulous. It's like, kindness is my superpower, or gratitude is my superpower. And I read those children's books, and they give me goosebumps. It's like, we should be reading these, right? So I think there's some real inspiration in children's books that are helping kids to think about how to be kind, or how to be strong, or how to be brave, um and and to develop gratitude in an, in a, at an early age so i think they're very inspiring
0: i think it it reminds me of the book um i'm going to get the title wrong but it's like the boy the fox the horse and the mole have you seen this yes Char- yep charlie max yeah, right. yeah. you would think it's a children's book from like picking it up off the shelf but it's like oh gets you in the heart and the soul and you're like this is what i need as an adult
1: absolutely (laughs) i got it for christmas and i actually follow his instagram account and it is like a daily dose of uh inspiration and just it's just amazing yeah
0: what are some of your go-to strategies for handling stress
1: um deep breathing for sure walks like I'll you know when you have a dog you can go for a walk forever right so I love uh, just going for a walk Um, I'm actually starting a meditation course because um, I think my mind is ready for that you know uh, my mind and you're going to laugh because when do you need meditation is when your mind feels like it's going 300 miles an hour right Um, but I think I've been doing some things that are about being present and just breathing and centering um naturally so uh, i just thought you know i'm going to do this zoom course and um bring that into my toolbox but and then sometimes just a glass of red wine honestly <laughs> for
0: sure well and it's interesting you're saying that about meditation but also walking right there, you know people talk about the rhythm and the motion of you know just being present walking and not listening to an audiobook or not listening to something else and just being there and, you know, that can be just as good for you. Right. Absolutely. I feel like you already talked about this, but le- best life lesson you've ever learned? Is it what are you going to? What do you want on your? T-
1: I think it's the what do you want on your tombstone for me that that like I said, it was my guiding light. So because what it did for me is always gave me a point of focus when especially when I thought I completely lost my way. Right. You know, you, you lose a job or you um, there's a big life event and it's like, what, where do I go? And it was my lighthouse. It really was. Um so I would say that's it and you know it sounds macabre so if it's not you know what do you want in your headstone it's like what do you want in your Broadway billboard (laughs) maybe that's a better way to put it but um, just the idea of what do you when you leave this world what is it that you want people to say about you or think about you or know about you because that's where your values come from
0: I think the other way I've heard it phrased that maybe isn't so much about death is what do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's fair too. Besides, she has fabulous shoes. That too, (laughs) right? (laughs) I just look at my COVID work wardrobe
0: and I'm like, jeans, socks. There's been no
1: shoes for months. You're ready for (laughs) retirement, Victoria. That's exactly what the wardrobe is. There you go. Exactly. Perfect. You I'm are halfway there. Yeah.
0: And the final question, Lorelai, is what does it mean to you to-,
1: to live my best life? I think is to, um, be with, be healthy and spend time with people. I love doing things that interest and excite me. And it's as
0: simple as that, right? It's simple think- and as hard as that sometimes. Yeah, exactly.
1: And you know, it's another sort of guiding principle for me has been what is your why, right? Like, why are you doing this? Um, why, you know, why do you want to be healthy? Well, I want to be able to travel. Like I said, I want to be able to go into my older years with grace and strength and be able to shoulder check and you know, do things like that that are important. And it is as simple as that. But yes, you're right. It is as, as uh, complex as that because you have to be able to figure out what, what is important to you. Why is it important? who is important to you and how are you going to make space for all of that, even when you're retired.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today on the podcast. It's been so lovely to have you on.
1: Thank you. It's been my sincere pleasure.
0: Okay. Thank you so so much to Lorelai for joining me for this episode. I, I think if you listen to my intro where I was talking about how this episode applies no matter you know whether you're about to retire or you're 30 years from retirement I think you'll have really understood that. I know that my one of my big takeaways is what is my mission? What is my purpose? And what does that look like now? And what could that look like in retirement? And how do I set myself up so that I have choices and I know what I'm going to instead of uh, being pushed from. So it, I, I just always love chatting to Lorelai. She's such an incredible human being and I'm honored to know her. Again, you'll have more information coming out soon about Stress Less in 90 Days, but if you want to read the first chapter, you can go to stresslessladies.com forward slash book. Until next week!